Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying, tall drinker, how do you do, Dwight? So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. Yeah! Hello, Dwight. Hello, Jim. (laughs) Guess what it's time for? Uh, Let me guess. The Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Woo! Yes. How you like me now? Man, I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, you know how the you, Jim Wood. You know how you know that? How do I know that? Because my t-shirt says so. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't know it at all. No, no. At least we know you know English. I can read. Yeah. Yeah, I learned phonics. Hooked on this, phonics worked for me. <laughs> I got hooked on phonics, but there was a 12-step program for it. Clear it right up. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My late great friend Mitch Moody used to say that all the time. I had, I ripped it off from him. Did you really? I did. I did. God bless his soul. But you yeah. Make, you make it sound like it's some kind of like rash you can't get rid of. Uh, no, Mitch wasn't a rash you got rid no, of. No, no, I'm talking about We wanted to keep him around. Phonics. The good Lord just decided different. I'm talking um, about the phonics. Oh. <laughs> 12-step program? See, you got to understand, Mitch was a comedian, so, oh, okay. you know, he would, he would be, he's looking down now laughing at us hysterically <laughs> right now. Yeah, God bless him. He was a, he's a missed soul on this planet, I tell you that. Well, so, anyway, yeah, he was full of them. He never stopped. And um, fortunately or unfortunately, everybody used to think we looked alike. Uh-huh. And, uh, Nobody looks like you, though, Jim. Well, I didn't think so, but you'd have to see me and Mitch back in their younger days, Mm-hmm. Um, it was to the point where we told everybody they were crazy. And then one day I was walking through his house mm-hmm. and I looked on the table and I was like, why is my driver's license laying on your table? And I reached oh, down no. to pick it up and it was actually him. I thought it was my license wow. by the picture. Yeah. He must so, have been drunk. He was, uh, one of us was the other's doppelganger. We never decided who was the evil one and who was the good one. Oh, okay. Okay. I think he was the good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're definitely not <laughs> good. I wouldn't say evil, but. I can be. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not good. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> you no good, you no good, you no good. Oh, well. Well, speaking of no good. Yes. Tonight, um, it's not a freelance night like last week. We're going to sit around. We've got some things to talk about. Um, and, you know, we it was funny for all you guys listening out there. First off, thank you for downloading our podcast and, and listening to the things that, you know, uh, come out of the minds of me and uh, and, and my buddy Dwight, um, but um, we were sitting here talking about some things and and conversing with some locals and uh, having a little uh, a conference calls here before we got started recording here in the studio tonight. And um, uh, it kind of led us. We looked at each other at one point and we knew we had a topic right from the very beginning. Yep, agreed. Um, you know, and it's it's unfortunate, but it's the world we live in because humans are a confusing bunch. Um, and, and political games, not gains, but games, G-A-M-E-S, Monopoly, Scrabble, games, mm-hmm. um, has really kind of been um, at the, the, lead, the lead topic of some of our conversations earlier tonight. Right. So it kind of took over as uh, what we're going to discuss tonight. So that's part of, uh, part of our uh, next hour. Sit down, hold on, but don't hold back. Here we go, because political games is part of what is ruining our country. People's yep. uh, need for that personal gain, not for the what's best for the for the nation as a whole. 
Well, it all comes down to power. Yeah. You know, and, and this, uh, this uh, I want to say it might have been yesterday evening, I was watching a TV series with my daughter. And uh, uh, I won't mention the title of it because I'll probably get turned to child services if I say what it was. But anyway, in the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think now you better say because you might get turned into child services. Yeah, well, no, I'm not going to. I'm... I'm Pleading the fifth. Okay. Um, in the series, uh, this this young boy is trying to run this colony of people, and my daughter was asking, you know, why is that? Why why won't he do the right thing? And it came down to, well, you know, he wants power. Yeah. It's all about power. You know, the colony doesn't. It's not about money because it's in the future, so it's not about money. It's about power. And I think today, with all the political games that are played, it's not about necessarily the the dollar figure or putting the greenbacks in your pocket. It's really about how much power do you wield, whether it's over a town, a city, a person, a committee. Well, we've asked the question a million times, you know, when it comes to the president, why do you spend hundreds of millions of dollars for a job that pays $400,000 a year? Here in Virginia, why do you spend tens of millions of dollars to get the governor's office, which pays $175,000 a year? It's about power. It's about power. Last time I checked, Jim, I'm pretty sure you did not spend... I don't know what you make. You probably make like a million dollars a year at your at your store there. Um, I'm sure you do not spend. Well. I mean, given the Cadillac you have parked out front, <laughs> you know. But I'm pretty My sure. Seventy-five El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cadillac's a Cadillac. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't spend ten million dollars for your job, and I, I get paid decently well for what I do. I didn't spend millions of dollars for my job either, and I think for for people that are running for political office, it comes down to ego. Yeah, a certain a certain amount of narcissism. Sure. Okay, and of course, um, the political power. Well, everybody knows I ran for office, and I'm referred to as the Jim Woods. So, what does that tell you? You're in it for the power. Oh, I'm such a power crazy. And you're hungry. And your ego. I mean, you can't even get out your front door. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You kind of look serious. Then that kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. If I had feelings. Anyway. You don't have feelings. So don't, just move along. <laughs> there were none issued to me, so therefore they do not exist. <laughs> that's right. And I was insulting you, just so you know. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's all right. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Uh, you'll throw it back at me eventually. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? I've, I've, I've proven all my life that, um, you know, I'm a problem solver. Always have been. Everywhere I've been. Um, you know, uh, my first job outside the military, I took a little break in the military of active duty for a while before I went back and... And that was my job as a problem solver. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, I went around, you know, the Southeast and different parts of the uh, the country, you know, fixing other people's broken businesses, mm-hmm. you know. So therefore, um, you know, you got to, you got to have a certain amount of alpha personality to do that sort of thing. And there is a little bit of ego involved. Sure. And uh, my, my willing to stand up and speak out in the Second Amendment movement here in Virginia is what got me into politics. And it was because it was for the, it was honestly, it was for the greater good. It was for the defense of our Constitution, you know, and that's the warrior side of me. Right. You know, everybody knows most of my background. If you listen to us at all, you've known where I stand as far as my country and, and my thoughts on my, my service to my country. And uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, the, there will be uh, markings of it on my headstone is how proud I am of my service. So, um, but there's a lot of people out there who are not like that, who is um, a career politician or just for just, uh, you know, just for the giggles of it, play it like a game and just want to win at all costs, no matter who it hurts, no matter who it gets, who it gets involved and no matter what damage it does to our country. And we're kind of witnessing that right now in one of the races uh, here locally. 
Yeah, and what race would that be, Jim? That would be the sheriff's race here in Waynesboro, where I live. Now, is that a law enforcement race? That is a law enforcement okay, race. Okay, I'm just, just clearing it up for our, our, our listeners. The, sheriff, the sheriff's role in our city is more on the civil side mm-hmm. uh, versus the criminal side. Um, but the sheriff is the um, highest power in the city when it comes down to declared national, uh, declared national emergencies or declared uh, disasters. And uh, states of emergency, you know, the sheriff is the high power, um, and that is a powerful seat to have, right. um, you know. And unfortunately, we have outside influences coming in trying to get someone local elected. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't speak on the person running's you know character because I don't know him that well. Um, you know, I've met him. Seems like a nice guy. I don't think he has really any evil ulterior motives, but the influence uh, pushing him. Um, is somebody that is well known to maybe not have anything but his own interest at mind. And that's that's kind of what got us on, you know, talking about political games tonight. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's something that I think exists in any political race, obviously. Yeah. You know, whether it's um, you're, you're going for a city or town or local election, you're going for a state election, going for a, a federal election, there's always a game being played. Nothing, nothing in politics. And I, and kind of like you, I got into it because of the second amendment. Yeah. You know, when I gave my first speech in front of people, it wasn't for notoriety. It was because it was my, right. It was, it was right. My yeah. second amendment rights were being potentially violated. Yeah. And all my other brothers and sisters in the area, their rights are being violated. And so someone had to stand up and say something. The most important thing was our constitution was being violated. Correct. It was. Yeah, exactly. And so I wasn't looking to, you know, yeah, my friends, you know, videoed me giving a speech, whatever. And my first time in front of 4,000 people, that was kind of cool, but I didn't give it to get notoriety. I didn't give it to get that 30 second soundbite on Fox news. Yeah. Just like I remember when you gave your speech here in our city um, at the at the middle school. Mm-hmm. I happened to be uh, out of town that day, but I was watching on Facebook Live. And I know you didn't give it to get that 30-second sound, but you no. gave it a passionate speech about what you believed. And that's what's missing in politics is most politicians today, and even those who are running for office, are mm-hmm. in it for themselves. They're in yeah. it for their gain. And they're going to play the game however it needs to be played. Yeah. Whether it's going to be, you know, staying on the backs of people, whether it's going to be deceiving people, you know, I think we need to we need to be looking at candidates who are going to be um, true to their word. Sure. You know, they're the ones who are going to say, look, I'm going to run a certain way. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm presented with a better opportunity than the way I'm running, I'm going to keep running my way because I know it works. And it's the moral way. It's the way I know that when I go to bed at night, when my head goes, hits that pillow, that I didn't do something immoral. Right. I didn't sacrifice my morals for the sake of a job or a position. Right. When I ran for city council here locally, um, you know, it was, I'm a conservative first. Are you really? Yeah. That's what the, that's what the rumor is. Oh, I yeah. swear you were a liberal. You but... better watch your mouth, son. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to slap myself for you. I, I, I love you, but it only goes so far <laughs> when you talk like that. All right. No, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a well-known, you know, constitutional conservative, um, just so happens the Republican Party lines up with a lot of my beliefs and a lot of my values, so right. that, that that pairs us together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am a conservative first. There's no doubt I've never made that a secret, never made it, uh, you know, I never shadowed it with anything other than just that, even as the vice chair of the local committee, Republican committee, even in running for that position, when I got up to speak, it was I'm a conservative first. I mm-hmm. never hid that from anybody. 
Um, you know, and, and when I was running for city council, um, I was kind of at odds with the then chairman of the Republican committee. Yes, you were. Um, and it was kind of a big deal. Well, I was an unknown. Nobody knew who I was. All of a sudden, I just kind of appeared um, to in certain groups of people because of that Second Amendment movement, because of my big mouth and lack of filter. <laughs> um, and when I spoke at the middle school, you know, they started off telling us that they were not going to do a Second Amendment sanctuary. I had an idea in my mind, a context laid out of what I was going to say. And as soon as they told me that, my mind went blank. So when I stood at that podium, I spoke from the heart. I didn't I didn't have anything prepared. I just, you know, a lot of people get up over their little pieces of paper. I wasn't one of those people. You know, and, and that got a lot of people's attention because that I meant what I said and I meant it from the deep down depths of who I am. And, and I think people understood that. And that's when people come out to get me to run mm-hmm. uh, for, for city council. When I finally agreed to it um, um, after, you know. <laughs> There's a couple of us that twisted your arm. Twist, our... It seemed like everywhere I went in town, they were like, hey, you're that guy. Would you, why don't you run for city council? You know, <laughs> finally my wife was like, will you just stop and, and just do it? You know, <laughs> anyway, so, and even when I, when I ran for city council, I didn't go to the press. I didn't uh, release it on social media. No, when I announced I was going to run for city council, I went to the city council meeting and I stood up at the podium and I looked those city council members in the eye and I told them I was going to take their job. I remember that meeting and, and it was epic because <laughs> you had told me beforehand that you were going to run. I remember yep. sitting there with my wife and thinking, okay, I know Jim's sitting behind me about four <laughs> rows. When's he going to get up and like, okay, well it's got to be during comment period. Yeah. And that's when it was comment yeah. period. And you stood up and I'm like, oh, Lydia, oh my gosh, <laughs> Jim's about to announce. And you did. Yeah. It was epic. Oh, those people took pictures of the sitting city council, and you should see the looks. You know, I've got those pictures, <laughs> the look on their face. Their eyes are bugged out and their mouths hanging open because they found out that, you know, I am somebody who will say what I mean and mean what I say. Yeah, you are. And I've always been like that, and either good or bad. People take it good, people take it bad. But what I'm getting to is because I kind of had uh, at odds with the committee chair, the, the then uh, committee chair, because honestly, at that point, they had lost all the seats on the, on the school board. They had lost the majority on the city council. Um, it was a very small, they kept the committee small, so mm-hmm. that way they could have their way all the time. And it just seemed like they were more worried about, you know, who they could rub elbows with and who they could have dinner with and have their picture taken than they were about what was going on in the community. And that's just not good enough for me. Right. Um, so uh, we, uh, me and another friend of mine approached... Um, uh, the guy who is now our committee chair, we talked to him about his, uh, if he would be interested in running. Um, you know, we beat the, you know, beat the bushes and got all the grassroots out and uh, got him elected uh, committee chair. But right before that, because I was running for city council, because I'd said I was running for city council, there were two other Republicans, conservatives who were running, who went to seek the nomination. Well, I didn't, because just prior to that, some of the other committee kind of browbeat that old committee chair to have a meeting with me mm-hmm. about me running as a Republican. I went to his house. I sat down in his kitchen. And um, it really wasn't as cordial a meeting as you would hope. Mm-hmm, right. Because I was flat out told that if I didn't support him as chairman, that he would make sure the Republican Party didn't support me as a nominee. Unbelievable. A proven conservative, a proven pro-life, 
pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment, pro-Constitution, red, white, and blue American. Yep. He said he would not support me if I didn't support him as chair, knowing that I had already propped up and was putting my full support behind the another candidate who eventually became our committee chair. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, that's when I that those kind of games is exactly what we're talking about. Right. That's why I ran as an independent, but there was no secret as to where my loyalties lay. Yeah. You know, and and now, you know, we've bragged on on our little city, you know, quite a bit because. With the new committee chair, we went from a committee of 12 or 15 members to over 80 members now, um, and we were the only city of our size in the Commonwealth of Virginia that voted conservative across the board in the last presidential election. That's all wards in the city, absentee ballots, and early voting. Well, look at the first three months of us of, of, the, of the committee changing hands. Yeah. We went from a city council that was, what, three to two uh, Democrat to... Yep. Just the opposite now, where it's three to two Republican. Yep. And getting ready to be more. Exactly. And and so, you know, we we made some big changes because those of us who got involved in the the new committee, we we didn't want to play those games. Yeah. You know, we want to get out there and we want to campaign for good conservative candidates, Mm -hmm. not just because you have an R after your name or you consider yourself to be a Republican, but if you're a good conservative candidate, we want to get you across that finish line. Yep. Because we know you're the kind of person we want leading our, our fair city. Yeah. We're going to put signs out. I mean, I remember during the last election for, for Trump in, in, um, in, in, in November, there was, what, four or five of us that showed up on election morning at like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. and Hit that first wave. Right. And, and, and Jim had his truck out there in his trailer with, with every single sign we had for the entire city. Yeah. And I mean, we had, we put out what across four wards, hundreds of signs, Oh my god, hundreds of signs. We were 30 or 40 to one Yeah, in, in, in representation over the Democrats at that point. And it was fun. It, it was enjoyable. And we were promoting good people who were running for yeah. office. Right. And that's what we're supposed to do. There's no games being played. No, now, we were no. playing games against the Democrats because they'd move our sign we, or they'd move theirs in front of ours. We move ours in front of theirs. We'd play those kind of games. But sure. when it comes to with, within our own committee, games shouldn't be played. No, it needs to be very clear, very fair, everything on the table. Well, see for so long, uh, you know, those games have been involved um, to the point to where, you know, Everybody's town is, or city is the same. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, you you have the lower economic in, uh, uh, impacted folks. You have the lower middle class. You have the middle class. Then you have, uh, you know, the snobby people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, and and honestly, you the parties have been ran usually by those higher economic, you know, influential people for so long that it's now who can outdo who. Right. And I got a phone call from uh, um, an individual who's a member of the Roanoke uh, City uh, Committee, mm-hmm. and they went, "We, you know, the whole state saw what you guys did in Waynesboro. Everybody knows, you know." And they went, "How did you do it? We want to know because our committee is nothing but games. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's trying to outdo each other. It's power. It's greed. It's this. It's that. How did you do it?" My reply was, "Look around your committee. How many people on your committee wear ties to work?" Oh, interesting question. And the lady went, I don't get what you're saying. I said, how many people in there wear ties to work? How many are these professionals that have other people do their heavy lifting for them? Right. And she goes, well, that's most of us. 
I said, when you come to the Waynesboro committee, you see truck drivers, you see electricians, you see city workers, you see people who wear reflective clothing on their daily job. You want to know who knows how to roll up their sleeves, sweat, and get the job done? Maybe you need to be a little bit more inclusive in your committee and get people out and get them interested and let them know that they have a way to uh, you know, participate and be a part of the system. And when those people get involved, it's funny how the games go out the window. Well, look at our own chairman. Yeah. There are times that he'll show up in scrubs. Sure. Based on what on his job. Sure. You know, do I hold that against him? No. Here's a yeah. hard working individual yep. who who at in the evening, if you're working all day long, now is gonna take time to do local politics and yep. get involved in his community, doesn't have time to go home and get change. Right. right to the beginning takes care of business. And but that's that's the kind of people that we need. Yep. You know, n- not the people that just go to a nine to five job wearing a tie and yeah, and want to delegate delegate stuff. Right. Okay. It's the people who want to be involved. I look at our committee. Okay. We went from what twelve to like, we're, we're over eighty right now. Yep. Okay. I've always believed that the committee should be like a social club. If you want to be a republic, if you want to be a part of the committee as a Republican, mm-hmm. come on in. Yeah. The water's warm. The door's open. Come yep. on in. Right. But if you're going to join the committee, you have to participate. Yep. It's not a matter of just showing up to a meeting and saying, you know, I, nay, and yeah, I'm here and reciting the pledge. And no, it's about being involved. It's about becoming a, uh, a captain of a ward yeah. or, or, or a precinct. It's about putting signs up during an election. It's about door knocking for good candidates and making phone calls. And, you know, we have one individual in our, in our committee, and again, I'm not going to mention names, um, who's been uh, doing that for a, a candidate down in Roanoke. Yeah. And, I applaud the individual because that's the kind of person we need. Yep. Okay. Find the candidate that you that that that, that you like, yep. the candidate you support, and then go help them cross that finish line. Yep. Don't sit back thinking, well, someone else is going to do it. You know, when Congressman Klein came into town back when he was uh, running last year, aren't you friends with him? Uh, you know, Ben and I go we go back a ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to drop his name. I was going to take that a whole different direction, <laughs> but the look on your face just threw me off. <laughs> well, you kind of caught me off guard there, but <laughs> that's what you do to me all the time. I, I realize now. I know what it feels like. I turned it around. Didn't <laughs> you I? did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he calls me on the phone sometimes, and you know, we're we're just we're we're really good friends. Yeah. 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 My, me and my congressman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when he okay. came, when he came, let me start. Let me finish my story. Here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> too much so, coffee. Way too much. So. Ben came in town to campaign. This was oh, ben. back. Yes, Ben. Yeah, we're on a first name basis. Okay, all right. I'm just, yeah, just clarify. To, to to you, he's congressman. To me, he's Ben. <laughs> just get on with your damn story. <laughs> he's probably gonna listen to this and be like, "Look, I'm I don't know this Dwight Williams character." Uh, anyway, so he comes in town. I don't know. Back in November, October, November of last year, and yeah. and we're gonna uh, do some door knocking here in our city, mm-hmm. and we have a, we have a committee of. 80 people and like eight show up when when y'all were out walking the streets whose house did you come to we might have come to a jim woods house did you i think we did so you just kind of walked along with the congressman as he came to my house i don't remember whose house i actually went to okay just clarifying go ahead did you catch us catch us on your door cam or something or ring doorbell Oh, this program is not sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> ring has been hacked by Amazon. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Anyway, um, go ahead. So anyway, you know, we have a committee of 80 and like eight people showed up. 
me, my, my, my eight year old daughter showed up, you know, cause she wanted door knock. So long story short, she's a force to be reckoned with. Oh, you? my daughter is, I, I love that girl, <laughs> man. Tell you what, you turn her and, and our, one of our committee members, Betty loose. And I'll yeah. tell you what, <laughs> Katie bar the door. They, they took over the neighborhood. Yeah. It was, it was I a it. sight to be seen. I believe it. But what I'm getting at ultimately is that we've got people who tried to get involved, but it's a small number. And if you're going to join a committee, be a part of it. Yep. If you want to see change in your community, in your state, in your nation, you just can't sit back and watch the news at night. Yeah. I mean, that's what most of us did when, when the 2A things stuff right. happened here in right. Virginia. You know, I've been looking at national news my entire life. That's, I've, just, I've watched Fox News, you know, NBC, all that stuff my entire life. But when my Second Amendment rights from the United States Constitution were being violated... That pulled me out of the woodwork. Just like yeah. it pulled you out of the woodwork. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm pretty sure you weren't going to run for city council Oh, good Lord, that. no. It was never, not anything like that was never on my radar. If you told me a year ago that I would be doing a web show with as many people tuning in as they are, and I'm doing a podcast with you, I would be like, uh, you must be out of your mind. Wait, you do a webcast? Uh, a little web show, yeah. What's we, it called? I think it's called... Um, Wednesdays with Jim? Oh, what, what day and what time is it on? Um, well, I would assume that it's not on any other day than Wednesday. I was just checking. Wednesdays at 8 o'clock. Okay. And, um, is it good? Uh, well, you know, we either watching or re-watching, our numbers are in the thousands, so huh? apparently... I should know, probably start watching it, though. Um, I think you do. I, I might. But it's a conversation, and that's a beautiful thing, because people get to talk back and forth. Oh, yes, we but do. But we've got to find a different platform than Facebook, because... Uh, I think they're catching on to me. Well, as I told you, if you just buy out Facebook, wouldn't be a problem. Uh, um, we talked about. No, nah, never mind. Not that kind of money. You got that Cadillac parked out front. I mean, you got you got money. Think, you you think Zuckerberg would take El Dorado? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this, this this studio in your underground bunker. Hey man, you can afford to buy Facebook. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely afford the computer that runs fa that runs my end of Facebook. <laughs> Did you pay electric bill to keep my laptop um, running? Yeah, no, electric bill's paid. Fans <laughs> run and we're good. Whew, good. Yeah. No, but you know what? And, and you talk about people who, who you know, you kind of allude to the fact of there are people who, you know, they get turned off once they get onto the committee. And it's a lot of it has to do with these elder, uh, um, you know, party elitists, I'll call them. Yep. Because they they can see the writing on the wall. There's a whole new group of conservatives, people who are conservatives first, then Republicans, yep. and they're Republicans first. Mm -hmm. And they see you know they see what's they see the future coming. You know they see that that the everyday people, the the hourly wage you know employee who is just being beat down and beat to death for so long, um, who you know really. The only way they can see that there's any, going to be any hope or any change to their life other than winning a lottery, mm -hmm. which we've talked about before. I got my tickets tonight, by the way. Um, Wait, between? The, no, I went, with Jim? I went before because I didn't want you making fun of me tonight. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> but, but, you know, um, you know they, they see the only way that they can do it. And I always refer to it on the, on the Wednesday show as, as a tube of toothpaste. You got to start mm -hmm. squeezing from the bottom and right. squeeze it all out the top and then refill. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what they're starting to see. When when I've went to my first Republican committee meeting, um, you know, it was after Governor Northam said, "We'll deliver the baby, we'll make it comfortable, and then mm. we'll decide what to do." You know, when he was talking about infanticide, not right. abortion, but infanticide, right? Murder, murder. You know, a pediatrician who's talking about killing children, special place in hell. Absolutely. All right. So I went to my first meeting, and that was. 
pretty much a catastrophe mm-hmm. on both sides of it. You know, number one, they just kick the can down the road. We'll see what happens next. We're not going to say anything, you know. And after the end of the meeting, when they asked me what I thought, I thought it was a load of horse shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy looked at me with this puzzled look and he goes, what do you mean? I said, you know, and I kind of said it again when I was running for vice chair. I said, right now we're dealing with a party that thinks it's okay to kill babies outside the womb. That level of aggressiveness can only be met with the same equal or more aggressiveness. And if you ain't ready to do it, get the hell out of the way and let some of us who are uh, get in there and take uh, take the wheel. Yep, I agree. You know, I remember, and, well, I remember back in 2016 when Trump ran for, ran for president the first yes. time. Um, you know, we had just moved here to our city about a year prior and you know, I went to my very first Republican meeting. It was held in the, in the basement of the library. And uh, I'll never forget it because they were more concerned about the Juneteenth celebration, which, by the way, as a black man, I had never heard of Juneteenth before in my life until that meeting. Juneteenth is not a word. And I, I agree. And I, I had to go look up to figure out what in the heck is Juneteenth. And I find out what it is. I'm like, well, I don't celebrate it. And I'm black. I digress. They were more interested in talking about Juneteenth than they were about the fact that we've got a, a race come up between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Yeah. And later on that year, I saw very few Trump signs in, in, in our city. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. Now, if I fast forward four years to when Trump runs for the second time, we've got signs on every corner. Oh, yeah. Every lawn. Everywhere yeah. I turn, I see nothing but just a sea of Trump signs. It was a Trump party in Waynesboro. It was a Trump party. And I mean, I enjoyed handing them out, putting them up. I, in fact, I still have a box of them in my, my, my garage. I still got them down in my garage. You saw them earlier tonight, didn't you? I didn't know. Yeah, right up against the wall, the big four by fours. Oh, okay. I saw. Yeah, I did see that yep. one. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, but my, my point is that the committee changed from being about, in my opinion, not a whole lot, to being about, we got to get stuff done. Yeah. We got to change our city. We got to make sure that our congressman, Ben Klein, my good friend Ben, gets reelected. <laughs> you wait till I see him. You know, you know I, I know Ben. Yeah, uh, Did yeah. I tell you that? I heard that about you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know Ben. He and I go way back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play this back to him if he hasn't heard it already. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'm going to get in trouble. He'll be at the picnic Friday. I heard that. Yeah. 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 He'll probably tell me to delete his cell phone, cell number off my cell phone. <laughs> Um, well, you know, we, we, we tried to get Daniel Gade. That's the games I play. Uh, you know, <laughs> we talked about this, this gym. Okay. Stop playing games. I'm we so, play them against the Democrats. I'm not a Democrat. I'm, I'm sorry. I know I'm from Chicago and LA, but I am not a Democrat. Stop playing games against me. You had to bring that up. Didn't you? I did. Yeah. Oh, well, what would you, what I, do you won't, want? I won't, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I won't do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go sit in the corner. <laughs> get the dunce hat out. but i digress as a committee we were trying we're trying to get business taken care of right and that's our job as a committee it's our job as again i'm a conservative first republican second yeah okay i love the party but i'm a conservative i want to see good conservative candidates win period case closed tired of games yes you know that's what working people working people don't have time for these games They don't have time. That's why you. That's why we need people to get involved because that's one of the things it's going to do is eliminate those game playing. Right now, I mean, and if you're not fed up with it, look what they did for four years of with, with Donald Trump. It was nothing but one game after another. It was. 
you know, from the Russian collusion to the tax evasion. Mm -hmm. I mean, even still to this day, you know, they were talking about it on the news today that, you know, they're going after Donald Trump's businesses because, uh, for tax issues. Mm -hmm. the, the governor of New York, the attorney general of New York, has had a grudge out for him um, because he is who he is because of what he did as president. Um, even, you know, right now, the, um, oh, what was it they're doing, um, you know, on Friday of last week, you know, late evening, so it don't make the news cycle, mm -hmm. you know, Congress got together and they did some, uh, they uh, changed some of the rules where it comes to climate change to circumvent some of the uh, uh, regulation restrictions where Donald Trump came in and took regulations out. Right. And they circumvented that in order to get rid of the regulations to add more more money into this climate change crap mm -hmm. so they can funnel it to wherever the hell they want to funnel it to. Right. You know, all these games they play constantly, back and forth. You tell me what the Democrats brought to the table in four years of Donald Trump that was positive for America. Tell me. Can you name one? No, not one. I dare anybody out there, go to our Facebook page. Go to the Liberty Room. Get on our Facebook page and tell us one positive thing that the Democrats did that was not necessarily uh, uh, on a Republican or conservative platform that they got accomplished in the four years that Trump was there. Because see, the only thing I remember they did was constantly bash Trump and bash Trump supporters, people like Supreme Court justices that they ran through the ringer and yep. just and, and wasted America's time, money, efforts, and, and really embarrassed us on the world stage. They did get our favorite congresswoman elected, AOC. <laughs> I mean, she does provide, let's be honest, she does provide a fair amount of entertainment value. Oh my God. That's about all she's worth, the entertainment value. <sighs> That's the only good thing the Democrats I really do. don't need to be entertained that much. I got you. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? Am I now this? You make me laugh. What can I say? So I'm the, uh, I'm the court jester. <laughs> No, you're not the court jester. No, I see how this is. No, it's point counterpoint, and sometimes the uh, counterpoint makes me giggle. Uh, giggle, <laughs> like a little girl. <laughs> wow, I never thought I'd ever heard the words come out of Jim's mouth. Giggle. Everybody giggles. Yeah, but none of us actually admit that we do it. I don't care. My man card's solid steel, baby. I can admit whatever I want to. Well, he giggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my, my giggle's got a little evil tinge to it, remember? Yes, it does. That's right. <laughs> like Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, these games, uh, you know, it, it, is, it has been nothing but a waste of our time. And honestly, you know, everybody works too damn hard for their money. Yeah. You know, all of us people out here who are working every day, working two, three jobs at a time. I mean, hell, my 19-year-old son is going to college in this summer while he's off. He's working two jobs. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's the work ethic that we instilled in him as growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, people get out and they work their butts off. They pay their taxes, which is constantly going up at the liberals' yep. demand. You know, and then they take that money off the sweat of our backs through the games that they play. And send it to Pakistan for gender studies. Oh, yeah. How many people really think that money made it to Pakistan for gender studies? Yeah, none of it. Not a penny. None of it. I mean, you even look at um, the, the amount of money they spent on investigating uh, the Russian collusion with Robert Mueller, right? Yeah. It was something like, what, $40 million was spent? Yeah. Okay, over the course of, what, two Two and a half years. Oh my God. Okay. What what good could that money have gone to, as opposed to investigating something that we all knew, 
never really happened. Well, you know, Joe Biden, one of the first strokes of his pen killed the Keystone Pipeline. He did. And then he approved to have the Russian pipeline done. So who yeah. was really colluding with Russia? Isn't Russia now providing oil to, was it Germany? Uh, they're also uh, supplying oil to uh, the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. You know, I mean, we're, we're when Donald Trump was president, we were energy independent. Yep. We didn't need anybody else, which put us on a whole different leveraging playing field. That's right. In the, on the world scene. But what happens when, when Biden gets in office? He bows down, just like Obama did. Tell Vladimir, once the election's over, I got more room to play. Mm-hmm. You know? So when it comes to these games, who's... You got somebody like Donald Trump in office, donated every penny of his salary to a good cause. Yep. Uh, every every quarter when he got when he got that check, it was donated to someplace different. Have we heard that about Biden yet? I can't recall hearing that. No, and I don't no. think you will either. No. You know, because honestly, you know, I heard a joke uh, joke today. It said, um, "I'll see if I get it right." What was it? It says, um, "In America, if you're a little boy whose daddy's a drug dealer and your mama's a stripper." Your grandpa can still be president. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that it's sad and funny at the same time, but it's so true. Yeah, I mean it really is. Yeah, because look who look who's doing all the games. Yeah, you know you got Biden's son in the Ukraine. You know it's Kamala Harris's. You know her 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 games. Who knows what. And, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Soros, Soros has mm-hmm. provided for her for favors. Oh, sure. To be vi- to be in the vice president. And as nuts as Biden is now, as mumbling, stumbling, you know, and you kind of you feel sorry for the guy, really. Yeah. Because he's been used as a puppet all along. He's he is not competent to sit in that office. And if anybody says that he is, you're either lying or you're stupid. Well, I agree. I mean, I don't hold it against him that he, he there is definitely a cognitive decline. He is yeah. what seventy eight years old. Yeah, like the oldest president, oldest person we've ever elected for the presidency. You know, so I don't hold that against him because any hey, seventy eight, I may be the same way. I might be that at sixty eight. I don't know, but you know what? I'm that right now, I think half the time. <laughs> but but you know what we can say is that the Democrat Party paraded him out there. I mean, this is it really is. like what elder abuse. Yeah, if you really it think is. about it. Okay. And, and then you look at somebody like Kamala Harris. She was one of the absolute worst presidential candidates to ever have run in this country. Yep. And suddenly she's picked to be the vice presidential candidate? Well, we, we know that. We've talked about that on Wednesdays with Jim. Sure. You know, that was all 100% Soros. Yeah. Now, if you don't believe me, go to Andrew Soros' Instagram page and look at the pictures. Pictures tell every, tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonathan Soros, he's he's the money man. He's got the investment company on, on Wall Street. And Daddy and, and Uncle Paul, well, they set the games in play. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what this is. This is all a game. You propped up Joe Biden knowing that he probably won't finish a first term. Sure. That's the only way they could get Kamala Harris in that president's seat. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go one step further. What it comes down to is you've got a party who is desperate. They, they got the first black man as president in Barack Obama. Yep. Okay. Their next checkbox is we've got to get the first woman to be president. Yeah. But we also want the first minority woman to be president. Yeah. Well, or the first woman to be a minority. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So in that whole line of the 18,000 candidates who ran for the Democrat Party for president, the woman 
in Kamala Harris could not beat Joe Biden. So if, what if Hillary couldn't beat Trump? There's no way Kamala's not going to beat no, Joe Biden. There's no way. No. Okay, so we'll set her up to be number two. Yep. And when we eventually retire Joe Biden, probably by the 25th Amendment, you know, invoke something. And it's coming. Yeah, I I agree. You know, they're going to do that. And suddenly you're going to find Kamala Harris, the first female president of the United States, who was never elected to the position. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're starting to hear it now. There's a lot of Democrats right now who who are starting to go, well, you know, there's some problems with Joe. There's been problems with Joe for a long time. But they're just <laughs> figuring it out now. Well, it's all part of the big master plan. Yeah. You know, you start off a little bit, drip, 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 and turn it turn until it goes from a creek to a river. And once it becomes a river, they're going to 25th Amendment his ass right out of there. Agreed. And steps Kamala Harris. I wonder who she'll, she would pick for vice president. If she even does. If she does. She doesn't have to. Yeah. But the way she's been running right now, don't uh, be making jokes about AOC. She could be your next vice president. Well, I think AOC is too young. I, I, I This is where I'm a little weak on this part of it is, does the vice... I know that the president has to be 35. Yes. To serve as VP, I don't think the Constitution listed an age, if I recall correctly. I don't think so either, but let me look and but see. But in the line of succession... You couldn't, you know, if, if something happened to Kamala Harris and AOC was vice president, she could not serve. So Jim, Jim's going to look it up, and I'm going to go ahead and talk a little more while he looks that up. But <laughs> yeah, I, I could see AOC being put in that position um, because it's inevitably, you've got a woman who leads the squad, right? Of four or five women who are definitely anti American, pro Marxism, pro communism, and they're taking over the Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi has lost complete control. And what it comes down to is it's really the games that the squad has played. Again, it goes back to political games, right? Yeah. You've got AOC who's out there saying, we got to paint all the roofs white. We got we to gotta make a train that can go from the U.S. to Europe across the Atlantic. <laughs> she okay. doesn't know how a garbage disposal works. Right. You know, when the, when the Republicans tried to, or when she complained about her grandmother in, the, was it uh, Puerto Rico, yeah. not having enough money to fix her house, and a whole bunch of Republicans said, okay, we give you $100,000, they turn it all down. And yeah. I mean, it's stupid stuff like that. But yeah. it's these games they've played that has got her the notoriety for who she is. She's got a huge following. Yeah. And I think in reality, I think you're absolutely right. If something happens to Biden and Kamala Harris becomes president. It could be it, one of the squad. It could you're be. right. You're, the vice president has to be at least 35 okay. and a resident of the U.S. for at least 14 years. Okay. Is that in the Constitution? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There is an age limit. According, according to what I just looked okay. up. Yeah. Now, so it could it still could be one of the squad. Hell, it could be Nancy Pelosi. Oh, gosh. Or Chucky Schumer. See, I don't think it'll be Nancy because I think Nancy likes where she's at. I think she does too. She wields a lot of power with that gavel. She's the big fish in that little pond. She is, and she's always third in line. Right. You know, and and but <sighs> And Chuck Schumer, I, I don't think is gonna go anywhere when it comes to the Senate. I mean, he'll be like Harry Reid. Eventually he will retire and fade off and they'll name some airport after him. I honestly believe that, you know, it would be one of the squad. Did you hear I that? can't imagine anybody else that would Did you hear that Harry Reid got an airport named after in him? In Vegas, yeah. They named McCarran after him. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you fly into Vegas? Enough. Yeah. I just can't wait, can't wait till the next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm probably going to call it McCarran. I want to see I want to um, see pictures of you in the cockpit <laughs> flipping off the runway. <laughs> uh, McCarran Tower. Uh, you know we're on final approach. <laughs> oh wait, you're Harry Harry Reid. Sorry, uh, Harry Reid. I, I yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. And so <laughs> the the games that are involved in politics now have become so out of control because people constantly wants to outdo the next. Yeah. Top the other one. Because honestly, after so many years of this stuff, some of them old veterans, and this is another good argument for term limits. Yes. Because some of those old veterans, you know, they know every trick in the book. So you got to come up with new tricks or rewrite the book. Right. You know, and it gets more disgusting, more underhanded, more deceitful as far as it goes. And, you know, well, that's another reason why to get the lobbyist mm-hmm. out of Washington, how to get lobbyists out of it. Because just like we, we talked about earlier, coming right back to what's going on here with our sheriff's race, it's not necessarily the candidate, but the people who back them. Right. You know, so once you get those interests out, get the get the term limits in place, get the lobbyists out of there, um, you know, you'll watch and see some of those games will go away. And it would probably surprise everyone how much easier it would be for people to work together for the for the for we the people. I think term limits really is one of the biggest uh, answers to the equation. Sure. Uh, Because it, it. I look at it and go, remember when Jim Webb ran back in the late 2000s here yeah, in, Virginia, in Virginia, right? Yep. He was one of five who ran for president. Yep. And, he, you know, obviously he lost. Yep. And then I think he ran for Senate after that and he won. But one thing mm-hmm. he mentioned was that he was only going to serve one term. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, he was a Democrat. And of all the Democrat people that ran for president that one year, it was him and Hillary and three others. Webb's the only one that if I had to get behind one, I could get behind him. He seemed to be the more moderate of the bunch. He was more moderate. He was served, he served, Secretary of the Navy? Uh, I think he was undersecretary. Undersecretary of the Navy. Under yeah. under Reagan. Under Reagan, yeah. Um, so he had military experience. He had he had good government experience. And I liked that about him. I didn't yeah. like he was a Democrat. But if I, if I, gun to my head, if I had to pick one, yeah. Jim Webb. Sure. And then he stayed true to what he said. I'll never forget that. After mm-hmm. one term, he got out. Yeah. And I was thinking, I remember when it happened, thinking, when was the last time that a politician said, I'm going to do one term and then I'm going to get out? Or I'm going to, I'm going to do what I say yep. and actually, and actually get, the, get it done. Yeah. I know when I ran for my position, you know, I told people, and I didn't say this in my campaign, but I told people that were voting for me, look, two terms and I'm done. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to see myself or anyone else become entrenched. It's the people who get entrenched in the system yep. who are ruining it for everybody. Yeah. And, and that's what, I don't want to be a part of that. No. Two terms of my position, I either move up, I move down, or I move out. Yep. But that's it. Well, you know, when it comes to the games, how they've evolved, you know, is not just the negotiating back and forth. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. Let's get together and and pull the rug out from underneath this person. You know, the games can even go far as including – well, we've all been up in arms about for the last year, and that's been, you know, rigging elections. Yeah. You know, uh, again, I fall back to, to, to my election for city council. I won all four wards in our city, you know, but mm-hmm. I lost when they counted the absentee ballots. Does that sound familiar? It, it does. doesn't sound right either, though. It doesn't sound right. And I'll never forget, you know, the, the young lady who, uh, who followed us through the campaign from the local newspaper when she called me, she was like, we've been sitting around. We, she said, we could have called you like a half hour ago, but we're just sitting around trying to figure out how the hell this can happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we've never seen this before. And of course, this was the year, you know, six months before the presidential election. And she was like, we, we've just never seen this happen before. How do you win all four wards in the city and lose by absentee ballots? And it's like, well, <laughs> there's got to be a way. Let's see. Even to the point where our Commonwealth's attorney, I saw him a few days later, and he mm-hmm. was so appalled by it, 
He said first thing the next morning, he went right straight to the registrar's office and wanted to see the results. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I, we stood on the, um, I was set, actually sitting in my vehicle and I saw him walking down the sidewalk outside the post office and I pulled up and hollered at him and, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, I just don't understand it. He said, but you know, plus our registrar is a very trustworthy woman here. And I, there's no way she would have anything to do with it. Right. But there was some issues with absentee ballots that are questionable. Sure. You know, so you tell me how, well. Well, I remember sitting in my Lazy Boy watching yeah. the returns come in. 80% of the precincts were in. You're up by, I don't know, it was 15, th- almost, almost 16 points. Yeah, but yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. And all of our conservative camp, we, all three of you guys were leading. Oh yeah. All three. Yeah. And it, and, and I know, had the biggest lead at that, I think at that time. Uh, you might, I think you did. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm re- I, personally, I'm ready to call the election. Like, Hey, Jim won. We're done. Let's yeah. go. Congratulations. You know, Jim's gonna be the next mayor. Yes. This is gonna be <laughs> awesome. And I know him. I got his cell number. This is gonna be great. <laughs> More name dropping. Oh yeah. I know, Jim, I know, I know Jim Wood. Yeah, no, you know the Jim Wood. Well, now you're the Jim Wood. <laughs> no, I've always been the Jim. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I remember I was getting ready to call for like, oh my gosh, Jim won, and then 100 percent come in, you lose. Yeah. How the heck does that happen? Yeah. Yep. To this day, I still don't understand it. From what I understand, you know, there's a couple of good sized nursing homes here in the town, and um, you know, we have. Um, uh, it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to go into medical facilities, retirement facilities, stuff like that. But yet, uh, by absentee ballot, all the residents of the nursing homes voted for my opponent huh. by absentee ballot. I wonder how that happened. Mm, I don't know. And now Virginia has pushing those games even further because just uh, the last last day, Governor Ralphie Boy, King Ralphie, has signed new legislation that allows uh, extended uh, uh, early voting mm-hmm. as well as voting drop-off boxes. Oh, my gosh. So here go the games with how to rig the election yeah. in order to favor their side. Yeah, that's what it's all about. That's it's not about it what's right for the people or what's right for the Commonwealth. It's about what's right for them politically. Right. right. I mean... Again, as conservatives, as Republicans, I want everyone to vote. If sure. you are 18 and above and you legally can vote, go vote. If I lose honestly, I will be the first one to say congratulations. Right. But if, you know, I don't want an illegal voting. I don't want extended extended voting days. I mean, right now we've gone for having one day of voting. So now we've got to have, was it 45 days? Something like that, yeah. I mean, that, that's insane. Yeah. The amount of volunteers you got to staff, the amount of locations you have to have, you know, and in that time, how much fraud can occur? Oh my God! Well, look at uh, look at all the states that had those voting drop boxes, right? You know, look at Atlanta was with the suitcases under the table at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, so that's just opening that up even further um, to allow that voter fraud. And so when you get these folks out here who work their butts off every day, who go to work, you know, daylight to dark and and come home dog ass tired, you know, get home, eat something, go to bed and get up and do it again every day. Mm -hmm. You know, if they do have the time to volunteer, why would they want to volunteer when they automatically believe it's a rigged system? Well, look at like you and I. Okay, we're working stiffs. I I am, huh? Okay, I mean... Oh, no, you're you're a pilot, you know, you... I I do work, believe it or not. Do you really? And it's it's a lot of work. Is it really? Taking a $25 million jet to 41,000 feet. It's a lot of work. That's a $25 million jet that... You ha- you're responsible for <laughs> it. Is. You signed for that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But, you know, we work. I mean, okay, you you work from sunup to sundown. You come home. You might get a bite to eat, but you jump right onto your, your uh, Wednesdays with Jim on Wednesdays. So you're done with that. You and I get together and we do our podcast on some mm-hmm. Wednesdays nights. By the time you go to bed, it's going to be... It's already uh, almost a quarter to midnight. Yeah. It'll be well after midnight. You'll get to do it all over again tomorrow. Sure. You want your vote to count. You've Absolutely. worked all day long, and you when you go to the polls, you want to know, okay, I worked all day long. I'm casting my vote for this person. I know it's going to count. There's no fraud. Let's go home. We're done. Yep. But now we can't say that. We've diluted the system enough now to where when you cast your vote, if I cast my vote on now on day one, of of whenever the whenever elections begin now, yeah. how do I know that my vote counts and is actually get carried all the way over to voting day when mm-hmm. they count everything? Yep, I can't prove that. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a plead right now. I'm gonna make a plead because you said something that stirred something in my mind. Uh oh, <laughs> that could be dangerous. Oh no, <laughs> but I'm gonna make a plead right now. Not only do I want my vote to count. Um, here in the studio, if you look over, there's a big 82nd Airborne Division poster hanging on the wall. I see it. God have mercy on my enemies because I sure as hell won't. Mm-hmm. All my brothers and sisters who put on that uniform, I don't care if it's Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, and even the newly formed Space Force. Yes, Space Force. We're all family. Not only do we want our votes to count, we deserve to have yes. our votes counted. Yes. And have them voted counted, you know, uh, honestly. Yes. Like I said, if if my side loses, honestly, I'll be the first one to take my hat off and say congratulations. Right. But not only do we want our votes to count, the veterans of this country deserve to have their votes counted. Yeah. So I make a pl- I, I plead out to all my military brothers and sisters cuz I honestly believe if you I don't care what your job was in the in, in the military. You know, uh, if it was infantry, well, God bless you because God loves the infantry. But I don't care if you're a ma- mechanic, a cook, uh, a, a JAG officer, um, a finance, a pay specialist, whatever your job was in the military. We're, we all signed that same dotted line. And as far as I'm concerned, we're as tight, we're as family as blood ever will be. Mm-hmm. Whether we agree on the same candidate or not, we're still family. So I'm pleading to all, all military veterans out there. Get involved because we deserve to have our votes counted. That's right. Yep. You know, I can't beg hard enough when it comes to that one. Please get out and do it. But, but and, and let me piggyback on that one, uh, not being military, just being a civilian. Let me put a plea out to civilians. Get involved with the political process in your city. Yeah. If you want your vote to count, you've got to get involved. I was at an event uh, a few weeks ago with um, – the lieutenant governor candidate for Virginia. Who is? Uh, Winsome Sears. And She's she, a Marine. Uh, yes, she is. And she'll be at the picnic on Friday. She will. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Um, and she and I go way back, too. Yeah, I was waiting for that. You heard that I was kind of baiting it there. I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> I'm just going to drop yeah. names now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know I know Glenn Young. Yeah, we go way back. And Jason yeah. Mieres. Yeah, we go way yeah. back, you know. Yeah, you just, and Winnie hang out on weekends at picnics, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that just didn't come out right. Anyway, so anyway, um, that marine will kick my butt for Connor Winnie. <laughs> uh, Miss Sears, that was Jim Wood who said that, <laughs> not me. I call you Miss Sears because I have a lot of respect for you. See, me and her both signed that dotted line. That's my sister <laughs> right there. But, but I was at this event here in our city where she showed up. It was, the event was for her, mm-hmm. and I was talking to another Republican that was there, and, and I said. 
this, this person had uh, said something in our last meeting uh, about wanting to do an event in town, and our chairman said, "Hey, is your idea? You lead you it. Do it. I was there." And and so the guy said, "Okay," because he was kind of caught off guard. And later on, I guess uh, the story goes that he decided that he told the the chairman that he didn't have the time to do it or something like that. So we're Make at the, the we're at this one event with with, with Ms. Sears, and I, I see him, and we're talking. And I said, "Hey, so where are things stand with that event you wanted to do?" And he goes, "Well, I, I don't. I'm not going to do. It. I, I've I've done enough in my life to I don't need to be doing that." I said, "Wait a minute. The reason why our chairman gave you that assignment because because it was your idea. Yeah. Okay. So if it's if you're bringing up an idea to the committee, you should be prepared to go through with it. Yep. Not now delegate to somebody else. Right. Go through with it." Because there are those of people like me, for example, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but okay. Toot, toot. Toot, toot. Here we go. I did <laughs> two Trump trains, a whole bunch of flag wavings, and a, and a MAGA rally. Yeah. That I organized most of it all on my own with yep. the help of one or two other people. Okay. They were ideas that I had. Yep. Or ones that someone gave me and I ran with them. My point is you've got to get involved. Don't tell me, don't tell, don't tell people that, well, I'll, I'll be a part of the, I'll be a part of the party. Or I'll be a part of the committee, yeah. but I'm not going to participate. Yep. Because if you don't participate, you have no excuse for anything that happens. That's true. Your vote doesn't count. Where were you? Yep. Were you out there trying to make things better? Were you out there at the precinct, at, at the polls, you know, poll watching? Were you an observer or were you just going there to vote and go home? Wow. Did you put signs up at 3.30 in the morning and take them down at 10 o'clock at night? Or you just pull a lever for a candidate and that's it? Get involved. If you want to make a difference, if you want your vote to count, you've got to get off your butt and do something. Yeah, you you know, and the only way we're going to get rid of these games, the way only only way we're going to get uh, rid of these, um, you know, career politicians, which was never meant to happen. Yeah, is, is to is to actually be active. Yeah, actually be a part of what's going on. And um, you know, I say it all the time on on Wednesdays with Jim. Where's your line? Because eventually. You know, just like the Second Amendment with us, they're they're going to cross the line where you can't sit and be idle anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if your line has not been crossed by now with what's going on in our country, then you're just not paying attention, and you need to wake the hell up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. look at what's happening right here locally. You talk about where's your line? Augusta County is getting ready to, and again, this is by state law now, but Augusta County publicized it where they're going to now allow boys to go into girls' bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean. If, if your line has not been crossed yet, there's no hope for you, honestly. I don't understand how every parent of every child in the school system in Virginia is not at their board of supervisor, city council member, uh, whoever their representative is, at their door or on their phone and not waiting in line to get in at the next school board meeting. Yeah. You know? Because if if your locality won't do anything to uh, uh, overrule this new state law, uh, then you're you know then. Look, my child was eating marbles six months ago. How the <laughs> heck is my child going to know what gender they want to pick? Okay, I know the gender. I know what they were born as. That's what they are now. Stick with it. Be done with it. You know. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. <laughs> 22 marbles. 22, Trip. 
Yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's hilarious. I'll show you the, I had the video. Uh, I remember that. And the picture of the x-ray. <laughs> I would not have thought of that if you hadn't have said that. Yeah. That's hilarious. But uh, my, my point is that God our him. kids should not have to have to have to deal with this. This crap is what it is. Yeah. Okay. It, 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 I know the state, it came out from the state and I'm being told that, that school boards can't do anything. That's BS. Yeah. They can the do School they boards can. can push back. Go to yeah. your school board meetings, yeah. go to your city council yeah. meetings, complain, Point your fingers, yeah. raise your voices, and say something. Because when it comes to our city, yeah. that's where I'm going to be. See, that's what irritated me. I mean, absolutely. And it takes people standing up. Look what's going on in Loudoun County, Virginia right mm-hmm. now. You know, and people are standing up, and they're having to fight back. And honestly, sometimes doing the right thing doesn't mean it's going to be the easy thing. Right. You know, here in Virginia, or here in Waynesboro, where we're at, um, you know, our, our homeless problem is just out of control. Yep. Absolutely out of control. Um, a lot of the cities around us um, have instituted programs and policies and rerouted public transportation to where they make the city money or the state money off of this homeless issue, and then they put their homeless off on us. And so it got to the point where our city actually started putting up signs in the media and saying no panhandling. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a financially you know strapped position, please call this number. It gives them a number to call for help. You know, right. it gives them options. It's not just saying no, you can't be here. No, you can't do it. It gives them options. But somebody called you know uh, the 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 executive uh, offices in Richmond. And our city attorney had a conversation with the uh, attorney general of Virginia, Mark Herring. What a piece of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, Mark Herring, please vote him out this year. Yeah. Um, And Mark Herring told our city that we could not do that. We could not enforce that ordinance. And they said, well, we have the problem you don't, so therefore we'll enforce what ordinance we want to. And Mark Herring told them, if you enforce that ordinance... The state of Virginia will sue your city for more than you're worth, and we will bankrupt you. Maybe it's just time to let that happen. You know what? Why don't you start suing, you curly-headed little piece of crap, you? Yeah. You know, Mr. Blackface. Don't think I forgot that. You had to be part of the crowd, too. Yeah. You know? And now we've got problems here in in our city where we have tent cities set up in kind of -of out-of-the-way places where it's nothing but homeless people. I've got, and it's, it's not... People who are just having a bad turn of luck. Mm-hmm. We're talking about drug addicts, felons. We're talking about, you know, kind of the dredges of society. Right. Um, and they choose choose to be that way because they choice chose to put that needle in their arm. Mm-hmm. They chose to take the wrong side of the law. Yep. You know, this is this is the land where anybody can succeed if you put the effort into it. Yep. All right. So they ch- they made these cho- choices. I've got a friend of mine. There's a, a shopping center right outside the local Walmart here, um, and he works for the he works for the company that is the property manager for that um, small shopping center. It's a little strip mall. Mm-hmm. All right. He's an electrician. He handles all their electrical issues. Okay. Um, he was telling me just the other day that they had to go down to that building and remove all the outdoor receptacles. <coughs> Excuse me for the cough. But he had to remove all the outdoor receptacles because at night the homeless has went and stole a ladder <laughs> and they camp out on the roof of this building where they can't be seen. They climb up there at night and then they pull the ladder up behind them and they've been running cords down to these outside extension outside these outside receptacles to charge their cell phones with. <laughs> 
And when he went through there and pulled all the receptacles and capped them off, there's a, a Japanese Asian food mm-hmm. place in there. He said one of the homeless people went in there and threw an ever-loving fit. The cops had to come and throw him out because they took his electricity away. Wow. Those people who rent those businesses and try yeah. to run those businesses, they can't run them the way they want to because the homeless people that are always around that building come in, mess up their bathrooms, mess up their floors, you know, and, and it's got that bad now. And Mark Herring, the attorney general of the state of, of the Commonwealth of Virginia, told the city of Waynesboro that if you take away their right to earn a living, that's what he called it, panhandling in the medians, their right to earn a living that the state of Virginia will sue the state, the city for more than it's worth. Bring it on, Mark Herring. That's what I say. Bring it on. That's it's, exactly what I said to the city council. It's time we stand up because yeah. if we stand up, I guarantee you another city's going to stand up right behind us too and say, you know what, enough's enough. We're doing the same thing too. Yeah. How many cities, Mark Herring, can you sue? Yeah. Get away with it and not tick off the rest of the residents right. of Virginia. Right. Okay. Absolutely. It reminds me um, back. Games. I, yeah, yeah, games, exactly. I was living in Charlottesville several years ago, and it was at, um, was it Lee Park? Yeah. And uh, I think it might have been like a, an Occupy Wall Street demonstration or something, but they were, <laughs> they were all these people camped out at Lee Park. Yeah. And they were protesting something. I think it was Occupy Wall Street. I don't remember what it was. Anyway. Somebody but, with a cause. Yeah, it was some some stupid liberal cause. Cause heads. But w- what made the paper was the fact that they were. Oh, I know they they were they were they were they were um, uh, protesting. Um, you know, not big tech, but like big business, like Walmart and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But yeah, the tents they were using were all provided by big companies and made by yep. the clothes. They, it's not not like they were wearing burlap sacks. Yeah, you see North Face. Yeah, it's all the latest Columbia. stuff, right? Yeah, and they're charging their phones using outlets out there. Either somewhere in the park. Yeah. They're like, wait a minute. You're protesting the same stuff that you're using and consuming. Yeah. What a hypocrite you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you're, and I, I know I, I, when I was younger, I used to, my, my family, we used to work, uh, work at, work with the Salvation Army in their soup kitchen. Mm-hmm. The part of our church thing we do like once a month and we'd volunteer. Yeah. And so I've met a lot of homeless people over, over my, over my life and mm-hmm. I've had a chance to play cards with them and talk to them. And I'll never forget. There was a family that I got a chance to meet. I don't remember their names, but the husband and wife taught me and my sister how to play. Um, it was crazy eights or something, but they were very friendly and they had kids of their own. And so, yeah. you know, we, we played with them, you know, we get served them dinner. My parents would talk to them, but I'll never forget the, 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 the parents had fallen in hard times. The dad lost his job. Couldn't find one. That's why they were they were destitute. Yep. That's one thing. It wasn't their fault. They were trying. They were trying to get back on their feet. Fine. But then there were some who just wanted to be homeless. They liked the lifestyle. They're okay with it. Same as generations of welfare families. Yeah. I mean, families that go through generations being yeah. on welfare. Yeah. Never having a job. Yeah. Same. And, thing. and that's what they they never pull themselves out of that it's hole. It's not their fault. It's a disease. It's an excuse. It is an excuse. That's all it is. If you, you want know. to earn money, there's plenty of jobs. I could go down the street right now and probably get a job at Lowe's at the drop of a hat. Okay, oh, yeah. it's not that difficult to get a job in this economy right now. Because, well, A, because no one's working. But the point is that there are jobs out there. There, there are so many jobs right now that are starting you off at $13, $14 an hour here in Virginia. Yeah. Working at, at a fast food place. I, I was at uh, Zion Crossroads uh, getting some coffee mm-hmm. uh, this afternoon, and... They had a little placard on their 
on their, their anti-COVID shields in front of the, <laughs> you know, they, they reach around the shield to give you the coffee. Yeah. Okay. And to take your money. And take your money. Right. But on there, it said that they were hiring and they were paying $150 bonuses. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's some restaurant, I think in Texas somewhere that's paying, you know, 18 year olds, $50,000 year salaries to manage a fast food restaurant. Yeah. They can't find anybody. Yeah. Nobody wants to work. Yep. Because they're all getting free money from the government. Oh my God! There's there's so many jobs out there right now. We talked about it on Wednesdays with Jim yeah. tonight. You know, it was uh, it's kind of funny that the uh, the the business report out of Wall Street or the Wall Street business report that's on the news in the morning, on uh, the morning show here local. Mm-hmm. They were talking about the uh, um, the states who have now done away with this extra kicker on uh, on unemployment checks. Right. It's so funny how those states, their employment rate is raising and their unemployment is going away. Huh. Their numbers are going to the basement. What's well, strange. I wonder why. I know, because Pasaki was the one who said that has no correlation and no connection whatsoever to the unemployment rate in the United States. Of course not. I mean, she is completely credible. Of course, yeah. you know. But either way, you know, right now it's it's this is part of those games. And and the last thing I'll say on this because we're we're at that time now. Already, um, I know it seems to fly by. Doesn't it does. It? I know. I'm just getting started. Well, no, we part two. I don't know. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have too many part twos lately. We just want, we just do a podcast a night. How about that? <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know, uh, the the protesters that we're having that have all of a sudden appeared in in Augusta County, Virginia, mm-hmm. here here locally in Central Virginia, where we're at. Um, you know, Augusta County is the second biggest county in the entire state. Yeah. You know, so we're not talking about a little area. You know, we just happen to be at the foot of the Shenandoah Valley, where you know, uh, living's good, living's easy, right? Well. Except for some of the games, yeah, it's yeah. it's a beautiful place to live with some of the America's best history right here. Um, you're kind of centrally located where there's a lot of stuff to do, but also people tend to look over us, you know, going between D.C. and the rest of the, the rest of the world. Um, but uh, you know, right now here in in Augusta County, in Waynesboro, in Stanton, the two cities in that county, um, we have a a group of protesters who are looking for any reason whatsoever to walk that little circle with their bullhorn and call out them stupid little chants and, and wave some signs around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing it at a local uh, gym uh, yep. over in, in Stanton. They're doing it at the sheriff's department in, 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 uh, here in the middle of the county. They did it at the Williamsburg City Council meeting. They did it at the Augusta County Board of Supervisors meeting. Um, but what it comes down to is um, there was a casting call made on a casting website mm-hmm. to hire actors to come in and be those protesters. Yep. You know, it's part of the games that are being pay, played, um, bringing attention to certain things. And what are they doing? What are they benefiting from it? Well, there's a new show going to be produced in Canada called The System. Mm-hmm. And guess who these people are paid by? Who? Tell me. Well, when I went by to see them, there was a car that they all seem to be reporting to that had Ontario tags on it. Oh, so we're talking foreigners are behind this. We're talking about foreign entities, foreign yeah. media are coming in here. They're videoing every move that they make, every uh, you know stand they take, every ridiculous little um, you know moment in time that they can bitch about mm-hmm. in order to make a TV show called or a web show called The System. 
They're putting all this together, and they're using you, they're using all of us, in order to prop up the controversy mm-hmm. for them. Stop paying attention to them. Watch them go away. That's right. Or, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at becoming an actor, so maybe I'll just wander down there and be like, hey, y'all are hiring? Let's just I'm get- an actor. Let's just get a ton of people just to go in and just desaturate or you know, saturate their protest and turn it into, you know, there's a movie out back in the 90s called PCU. Never it was supposed it. to be Port Chester University, uh-huh. but it was called, it was a subtitled Politically Correct University, and it was really poking fun at all the cause heads, mm-hmm. you know. It was one where they were walking through this campus area where they had all these different protesting stands up. And one guy standing there going, free Nelson Mandela. And the guy looks at him and goes, they freed him already. Oh, damn. You know? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Jeremy Piven's in it. It's a hilarious movie. Oh, yeah. he's great. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of relates. It's kind of like, uh, uh, what, what was the other one? Idiocracy. Yes. It's, it's kind of scary because it's kind of prophetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, yeah, we you know, should we should totally go down and do that. That would be just join right in the march. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, but you know, people like us, they would say we were antagonizing them. Yeah, and they'd be like, "You're like a mole, aren't you?" Like, yes. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm, <laughs> I'm a liberal from Chicago. <laughs> yes, I'm a mole, and you're a weasel. What does that make us? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up together. That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, it's time to call this one quits, I believe. Uh We have definitely talked everybody's ear off tonight. Yep. Because you know what? We're all tired of the political games. You know, when we sit back and look at these people, you know, in in power, the the Nancy Pelosi's, um, the AOC's, you know, all these folks, we sit back and look at them and we all say the same thing. What a joke they are. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, those jokes are in charge of our livelihoods. They're in charge of... Uh, you know, how our country's looked at on the world stage. And it's time, it's time for those term limits. It's time for that, um, you know, where people have to be responsible for their own actions. And, you know, a lot of times, most of, well, a lot of times, the majority of times, they're doing things that just waste our time and waste our yeah. ability to be, um, you know, the best country we could be. Four years. Mm-hmm. Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion. Grab them by the hoo-ha. Grab them by the hoo-ha. You know, yep. it was one thing or another. And um, hoo-ha is the technical word for that, by the way. I, I was not going to question you. Yeah, well, you shouldn't because it's, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm an expert in the field. I know. Continue on, please. All sir. right. Good so, yeah. you know, so all the things that they've done and for four years, you know what? Um, I know a lot of liberals who... Who are now who are now leaning more to the conservative side? Good. And when you look at social media, you know there's a lot of people who are tired of these games. You're finding a lot of people of color are realizing that you know the Republican Party is still the party of Lincoln. Yes, it is. And that is the party who freed the slaves and gave you know fought against um, you know the who who fought against the Klan, mm-hmm. who are the actual people who voted for the civil rights yep. legislation. You know, and it was the Democrats all along who played their games in order to retain power. And there's been some idiot Republicans out there, don't get me wrong, who's played their own games. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that establishment Republicans who, um, you know, they're they're seeing the writing on the wall. Yeah. You know, their time has come. It's time for we the people again. Yes, it is. And uh, my line's been crossed. I know Dwight's line's been crossed. Absolutely. You need to decide if your line's been crossed. Don't be afraid. Stand up together. We're strengthening numbers. That's right. All right. 
That's right. Don't be afraid to get canceled. We're about to get canceled, so you know. Yeah, well, we're we're kind of self-produced, so. That's right. Cancel this. Cancel this. <laughs> yeah. You got that right. All right, folks, that's it. Another one in the can. LibertyRoom.com. Go check it out. Find your favorite podcast provider. Share that website with ever with all your friends, all your family. Get them on board. The Liberty Train. Woo-woo. Choo-choo. We'll see you folks next Friday right here at the Liberty Room. TheJimWood.com. Wednesdays with Jim. The Liberty Room. You can't go wrong. That's right. Good night, Dwight. Good night, Jim. See you later. <laughs>